ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk All Around Sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 331st ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. This comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items. In this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week being based here in Boston is obviously the Red Sox winning the World Series last night. Now lucky are we up here in Boston. It's the fourth Red Sox World Series win this century in the city of Boston's 11th championship in 18 years. That simply boggles the mind. And the Red Sox won uh, last night behind the now-redeemed David Price. And what a story he has written. Uh, the, the, one of the all-time redemption stories in the history of sports. And this Red Sox team is simply one of the greatest teams ever in baseball history, and the Sox are simply the greatest team ever, most wins in the regular season, the first ever uh, to beat 200-win teams, 11-3 and in the postseason, after, again, the 108 wins during the regular season, uh, and just record after record after record, it seems. Truly, truly a special group, and what a year, wire to wire. Uh, and as great as they've been, still have to reserve a spot in there for the 2004 team, which, uh, if not the greatest, certainly the most special, because they were the ones that, of course, broke the curse. They closed out all three postseason series on the road. The Yankees, 3-1, to one, won both games at Yankee Stadium including the 16-1 to thrashing in Game 3. They won all three in Houston uh, after splitting in Boston, Games 1 and 2. And they won the last two in L.A. after losing the 18-inning heartbreaker that started Friday night and went into Saturday. And just remarkable uh, play for them on the road. Um, Saturday's game was remarkable. They were scored nine runs, the last two in the third innings. Start that, uh, you know, to accomplish that comeback uh, when they were down 4-0 after, and Chris Sale had his tirade in the dugout, and that was certainly the wake-up call that they needed because they just went off, put them mildly. Uh, and by the way, that 18-inning game, Friday night into Saturday morning till 3.41 a.m. Eastern Time, uh, most watched game three in World Series history. That was an interesting note and well-deserving. And, of course, Chris Sale, who, again, did ignite them with the wake-up call uh, in game four, was fittingly on the mound to close out world championship last night and after seven innings by David Price that was just so impressive to say the least uh, he won his last three postseason starts after being never winning a postseason game he had lost or no decision whatever in his previous ten uh, he took a lot of heat here in Boston uh, 
say the least, especially early on in the playoffs. And he just uh, completely, 100%, turned that story around. Um, so just, you know, hats off to David Price. And he's clearly beloved by his teammates, as is Chris Sale. And he was emotional last night, deservedly so, on the podium after the victory. And, again, Boston is just beside itself with happiness. Uh, it's another parade coming uh, this Wednesday at 11 a.m., Boston time. Uh, there'll be another parade. <laughs> just hard to believe. It seemed to come with, again, regularity. And, uh, again, how lucky are we up here in Boston to be experiencing uh, this golden age in Boston sports. It's truly... Uh, Truly remarkable. I had the pleasure to go into first game of this postseason, which was against the Yankees that Friday night. And it got underway with J.D. Martinez's uh, three-run homer, and off they went. It was great. And speaking of J.D. Martinez and Mookie Betts, two big guns who really hadn't done a whole lot especially on the power front, uh, certainly in the World Series and to a certain degree, uh, even beyond, uh, you know, in the earlier rounds. But as fate would have it, they both hit home runs last night. And it was just, uh, again, fitting that they would close it out, uh, reflective of the dominant years that the two players had, Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez. So it was just amazing. Storybook. You can't write this stuff. Another thing you can't write is my bizarre story of the week, which is simply Steve Pearson, speaking of home runs, hitting two last night after his big game on Saturday night to lead that comeback. A well-deserved MVP and bizarre only in the fact that it is not a person who would have picked before the series or even the playoffs. And... Lo and behold, he just uh, he just simply went off uh, the last two nights. There is no other way to say it. This big three-run double, homer from Saturday night, um, and then last night two home runs. And grew up in Massachusetts, so he knows Red Sox history. And uh, it just really couldn't happen to a better guy. Well deserved. There were certainly a lot of candidates. You'd have to. Consider David Price in there, of course. And uh, But I think Steve Pearson, when he hit the second home run last night, I just said there's the MVP. And wasn't too hard to uh, come to that conclusion. That's for sure. And just moving sports to my low light of the week was simply the terrific Rams-Packers game. Uh, late afternoon, early evening yesterday, out in L.A., Tremendous showing by Packer fans, by the way, in the uh, L.A. Coliseum. What a terrific atmosphere. And the low light was simply that the Packers fumbled kickoff uh, with two minutes to go after the Rams took the lead, denying us all a chance to see Aaron Rodgers potentially work his magic again in a two-minute drill. Uh, I don't know that there's anything better in football these days than Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers getting the ball with two minutes or so to go with the team losing. And nothing to uh, make you sit up in your chair and take notice like that situation. And I, and I think lots of other people, were very excited to see what Aaron Rodgers would do in front of that massive crowd uh, after just a terrific game. But unfortunately... Fumble on the kickoff, not good decision to bring it out uh, in the first place. Uh, denied us all another opportunity. It's some uh, Aaron Rodgers magic. So now let's take our break, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America Sports Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 888 346-9144 or you can email me at iir at comcast.net and it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert A.P. Stedham veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well joins us and A.P. how are you doing today? Hey John I'm doing very well thank you and uh, congratulations on that victory last night up in Boston. Well thank you thank you it's just uh a continuation of a wealth of riches. Uh, fourth Red Sox World Championship in 14 years after an 86-year drought, as we all know, and the 11th. <laughs> right, exactly. Don't forget about that. And the, and the 11th World Championship for a Boston professional sports team, uh, again, this century uh, since 2000. Uh, two, and uh, so again, the eleventh in eighteen years. So it is just—it's uh, remarkable. AP, I've just never seen anything like it. The breakout breakdown is, of course, four for the Red Sox, five for the Patriots, one for the Celtics, and one for the Bruins. And they're all special, but this one was, per, you know, really pretty special. I mean, this team was wire to wire, hundred and eight wins. Most in uh, baseball, most in Red Sox history, and uh, then an 11-3 record in the postseason, including tremendous uh, showing on the road. You know, they won the two in Yankee Stadium. They won. The, they swept the Astros in Houston, and of course, two out of three, including the last two out in Los Angeles. So, just a remarkable record and. I think one of the legacies of these this team AP will be their run production with two outs. Just remarkable how uh, so many of these rallies and big run innings came with two outs. Uh, don't know that that you haven't seen statistics, but I can't imagine anybody's ever done it quite like that before. No, that's fantastic. It makes for a lot of fun to watch baseball when there's two outs and see who's going to perform in the clutch and you know john that 86 year drought that makes all these four in this century just a little bit sweeter it does it it, nobody's taking anything for granted up here 
to the everlasting credit of all New England sports fans, including myself. Uh, yeah, that 86-year that drought doesn't go away. I mean, at the end of the day, how I would term it AP would be, you know, I think this is the greatest team in Red Sox history, team that just won last night. But I think 2004, as the curse breakers, have to be considered, you know, the most special. Uh, yeah. But what this team can, did cannot be denied on, on just sheer numbers. Just uh, remarkable. And drama as well. A lot of drama, although, you, you know, they won the series and, you know, uh, four games for the best of five. And then uh, five games for the other ones. They won them 4-1 each over the Astros and Dodgers. So, I mean, that, that, that's pretty solid there. The, that, that's, uh, that's pretty much domination, to say the least, against great teams. Yeah, John, and I, I know that it makes the Red Sox fans, Red Sox fans much happier when you can beat the New York Yankees oh, yeah. and the Los Angeles Dodgers on your way to a championship. Right. And oh, by the way, the uh, defending world champion Astros along the way, they're the first team in history, AP, to beat two 100-team, 100-win teams in the playoffs, the Yankees and the Astros. And, you know, again, to win them all on the road, close out each series on the road is uh, including sweeps in New York and Houston is just further adding to the amazing run that they had. Uh, and I had the privilege, you know, of going to the very first postseason game this year, which, of course, was that Friday night game against uh, the Yankees at Fenway Park. And J.D. Martinez hit a three-run homer in the bottom of the first. And little did we know what he, what type of postseason run he was kicking off, but... Uh, yeah, and he closed it out with another homer last night. So uh, <laughs> definitely maybe the top acquisition in the offseason in all of baseball when you look at his contribution, both the regular season and the uh, the postseason, of course. So spirits are high, prayed on Wednesday, and they're getting good at these parades up here, I must say. You know, it's like they, <laughs> <laughs> they put them together quickly. The roots are always the same, and... Uh, <laughs> And I just heard uh, on the news at noon today they're expecting a million people. So there's there's kind of proof that it doesn't get old. That's the that that really sums it up right there. A million people. Right. Imagine John the the people that were born around 2000. Oh yeah. In the Boston area, and yep. they're growing up with all these championships now, and they're asking their grandfathers, you know, why are you so happy? <laughs> exactly. Just another championship. Well, with each championship, that becomes more and more of a topic, so it's at its all-time high right now because, you know, you just have high school kids, you know, now, you know, age 18, theoretically. They just haven't known anything else. It's it's almost routine. They can't be blamed for it. It's not meant in a negative way in any shape or form. You're, you're born when you're born, and you experience what you experience. But, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, this has been going on now for the last few years, obviously, uh, where, you know, you, you, you meet these kids, 18, 19, 20, and they're just like, it's just so normal to them. It really is. And you said it perfectly. They're asking their grandfathers and parents, like, gee, you know, uh, why are you so happy? This is just uh, another championship for Boston. So it is just... Uh, you know, it's just terrific for the city and the region. Uh, it goes so far beyond Boston. I can't begin to overstate that, you know, the New England aspect of this. You know, you lived in Connecticut, so you get it. Yes. It's, yes, it, yeah, it, yeah. It's that six-state area. And exactly. And on the fringes there, of course, it, it carries quite a bit of weight and their fans for years. I mean, you take the old Celtics who would – they would play in high school gymnasiums, John. People imagine the NBA playing in high school gyms all over a six-state area. Oh, I know, I know. Um, it's just remarkable, yeah. Uh, where the Celtics have trained, and you know, the Bruins trained up in, you know, 
your basic ice rink, of which there are tons of them in all of New England, obviously, big hockey region and Wilmington, Mass. for years. It's worth noting, since you brought it up, AP, that both the Bruins and the Celtics have built spectacular uh, team practice facilities sit right, sitting right on the Mass Turnpike coming into Boston, a mere, you know, half a mile, if that. From the uh, from the city limits, it's just right there. It's in Boston, basically, and they're both spectacular with the big logos. And you know, uh, of course, the Celtics one is called the Arbach Center for legendary coach Red Arbach, and uh, it, it's so impressive. AP, I mean, j- just to emphasize the point you're making of where they've come from the days of you know high school and college gyms to. Where they were, where, where they have these two facilities, often open to the public, and just really like you, you know, there for all to see. You can't, you cannot enter Matt, and they're side by side. You cannot enter Boston through the Mass Pike without, you know, seeing these massive facilities right beside the Pike. It's it's awesome. It's great. Yeah, that's that's the thing about uh, the, these winning teams that as each championship is is uh, one. They they put more money into the program because they yep. understand that the fans demand more, the players demand more, and it's it's smart. It's a good philosophy. It's smart business. Oh, it really is. Yeah, it just uh, you know Boston again. I mean, things have changed. You know, there was a a drought there where it was not a free agent destination, and now it is, and you know. A lot of it, just like in college, you can relate, AP, a lot of it has to do with things like practice facilities and whatnot. Just, you know, where are you going to be spending your time day-to-day as a professional athlete? You know, and if it's, uh, you know, the high school gym or there's a gleaming new facility on the Mass Pike, you know, it, it, it's a big difference. It really is. Um, so, yeah, it is just, uh, just amazing to be like... Uh, Witnessing this, you know, to be lucky enough to have a front row seat for all of it, uh, you just can't think it's going to keep going on, but yet it keeps going on, <laughs> and, you know, and bring it full circle, you know, we have, uh, you know, the Patriots tonight on Monday Night Football, heading up to Buffalo, and back atop after a shaky start, back on top of the AFC East alone, their usual perch by the end of October, and here they are yet again heading into Buffalo tonight. Buffalo is struggling, to say the least. And uh, so, you, you know, again, all is well with the Patriots, too. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, and you look at the Celtics and the Bruins as well, especially the Celtics, uh, you know, uh a lot of people are thinking championship for the Celtics, that's for sure. To put it mildly, and the Bruins are a very solid team, and you never know what can happen in hockey with a playoff run. So they're, they're still, you know, high expectations, trust me. Yeah, there's three more championships to be won in their eyes. Exactly. I'm sure the Celtics <laughs> and Bruins are kind of like looking at this thing and going like, geez, we've only won one. We better get, we better get going here. Um <laughs> You know, and uh, and certainly the Celtics and even the Bruins. I mean, there's a lot of talk about the Bruins because they have that core still remaining from 2011. By that, I mean David Krejci, Brad Marchand, of course, Patrice Bergeron, uh, and Zdeno Charo. That 1-11. And it's starting to feel with that group, AP, that like, you know, they need to win sooner rather than later. If they're going to win one more with this group and they're great players and great leaders, uh, you know, they need to do it next year or two. So, and they're capable. So, again, the good times keep rolling. So, uh, again, how lucky are we? It's really been an amazing thing to uh, to witness, to say the least, for all of us. Oh, yeah. Nothing crystallizes a sense of urgency more than sports, John, because people are aging, and that's one factor that it helps people in their own life. You know, when you see these teams getting together, say, "Hey, I, I got to look at my life in the same way, the same vein. Let's have a sense of urgency. Let's get things done now." 
rather than later. Right. Exactly. There's the sense of urgency. It's very real. And uh, especially with, you know, those two teams and, of course, the Patriots, it just doesn't go away. There's there's never not a sense of urgency. And I think to a degree, the success of the last 18 years has a lot to do with that. Um, This is, you know, uh, this is what. Boston fans have come to expect and you know the teams have delivered so uh, we'll see how it all turns out but for now it's all about the Red Sox celebrating them uh, and everybody taking a night off to watch the Patriots tonight <laughs> so <laughs> so you know again it, it just continues to be good and get better um, well AP hard to believe we've uh, Finished our first segment together and haven't even talked any football yet, per se. And uh, But we do have a lot to talk about, especially college football and the upcoming game of the year this Saturday night. And we'll do that on the other side of the break. School to the pros, we, we, we cover, everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you? It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America. Welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby, to join the show. The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. 
And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we were talking Red Sox in the previous segment. I, of course, talked about it also in the first segment. It's well worthy of two segments. And just to close it out, uh, as if... It's not a great week in every conceivable way for Boston sports fans. The parade on Wednesday, obviously it's on Halloween, which should make for a unbelievable dynamic. It begins at 11 a.m. Eastern time, and as we speak, Indian summer is arriving in New England, so they're literally uh, talking about well into the 60s, perhaps even 70, for Wednesday weather, Thursday the same, maybe even warmer. And, you know, tomorrow kicking it off in, in like the high 50s, low 60s. So it's going to be quite a week, AP, to put it mildly on every way possible. That sounds like a, a perfect stage. It is. So not only have the sports gods smiled on New England and Boston, but now the weather gods. Not always the case <laughs> up here in New England have smiled <laughs> upon the teams as well. Again, they're talking a million people, and you know, you throw, you combine Halloween with uh, high 60s, touch maybe touching 70 on Wednesday, and you've got what could be really an incredible atmosphere with perhaps even a larger crowd than they're, uh, you know, envisioning. But anyway, time to move on. Uh, not that I necessarily want to, because it's fun to just bask in the glory. But anyway. Uh, we have the game of the year this Saturday night. You will be there, correct? Correct. I sure will. I'm going to go to Baton Rouge, Louisiana on Friday and anticipate quite uh, the crowd uh, over at LSU between Alabama and LSU. will probably be ranked uh, one and I would think maybe number four in the college football poll that will happen tomorrow. All right. Yes, uh, I get uh, I get a National Football Foundation poll every week. Perfect timing for the show. It comes every Monday morning, and mm-hmm. uh, the headline, Alabama commands number one ranking for ninth straight week, followed by Clemson, <laughs> Notre Dame, LSU, and Michigan, remaining exactly where they were. So the elements are in place, AP. Uh, the number four team, LSU, at least according to this poll, and the number one team, of course, Alabama. Getting it on in Death Valley on a Saturday night. Doesn't get any better than that. It's going to be awesome. You must be excited. Yeah, absolutely, uh, because I think this is a game where LSU has the talent on defense physically to challenge Alabama and see what they can do against a number of players that will be in the NFL someday. It's on the road. The crowd will be very hostile, to put it mildly. And it's the national TV game of the, one of the national TV games of the night on CBS. It'll be 7 p.m. Central. And, you know, all season Alabama, they just rolled everybody, no pun intended, from the opening whistle. It just hasn't been much of a season uh, with the opponents. So, but LSU, they have talented receivers. They're big. They're not um, necessarily consistent catching the football. They have a quarterback who transferred from Ohio State. He's very cool. Uh, Joe Burrow, Joe Cool from, uh, from Ohio State. Yep. And he's Good had term. his moments. He's had his moments, you know, uh, against oh, yeah. different teams. He He's actually run the ball one game. I think he had 280 or so passing and 90 Running in one particular game, he was SEC Offensive Player of the Week. So he's six foot four, has long legs, could give Alabama trouble, which that's something that's happened in the past against their defense when they're focusing on the receivers and the linebackers are helping. So you got to be aware of him uh, scrambling and making big yardage. And then their running game, they uh, bullied Georgia for 275 yards on the ground. That's a substantial number, John. In this day and age, uh, not many teams can say they rush for almost 300 yards against Georgia, unless it was some option team that they ran the ball 50, 60 times, let's say. But So you know that they're capable up front. And as I said, defensively, they have a lockdown corner, Greedy Williams, 
that's quite a name, right? Greedy Williams. Greedy uh, Williams. Greedy Williams. So he can I take love care it. of business. He's, yeah, he's about six two, six three, lanky. It's very big for a cornerback. And uh, you know, the, one of their linebackers won't won't be in the first half. Their best linebacker, Devin West. So he had that uh, targeting call against uh, their last opponent, uh, Mississippi right. State. So he has to sit out. So that could be a factor in the game. If Alabama's running the football, and he's he's a good all-around linebacker as well. And then they have the the excellent kicker, John. I think he was leading the country, twenty-one of twenty-three uh, from your neck of the woods, Assumption College, via yep. California. Uh, Cole Tracy. Yep. And he's excellent. He's excellent. So if the game gets close, LSU has quite an edge in that department. Right, right, and I've seen him interviewed. He's become a, yeah, a good story, and it is a good story. Uh, and he's very likable uh, to see him interviewed. And as you know better than anyone, AP, uh, kicking has played an important role in these LSU-Alabama matchups in recent years. So that's a major factor. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I mean, he he was perfect uh, in that Auburn game on the road, he might have missed one early, but he made that 42-yard walk-off to beat the, the the Auburn Tigers earlier in the season. So he's he's an, a fifth-year transfer, of course, and he's making a name for himself because the NFL scouts, believe it or not, John, and I'm not, I don't quite understand this exactly, but he had 148 points at Assumption College. I think that's the second most all-time Division two, but they weren't sold on him making it. Uh, because he didn't play against big enough crowds. But he sure did uh, wow. kick that 54-yarder in the first game, tied the school record in Arlington against my Then came back not too long after that, a week or two, whatever it was, against Auburn, won the game, national TV. On the road in Auburn, the by road. the way. Right? And the other one was neutral site in uh, in the Cowboy Stadium out there in Texas. Yes. So, yeah, yes. yeah. So, and, you know, so... Kicking it home, if it comes down to it, uh, you know, you have to like his chances if it turns out that way. And uh, Death Valley on a Saturday night, AP, I know you've been there a few times. Uh, yes. What's it like? It must just be incredible. I mean, many people would say that is the ultimate venue for a Saturday night game. Um, yeah. Yeah, John, it's very, very loud, John. It, I mean, really? extremely loud. It's just different from any place I've ventured in the past, and really? of course they have a okay. great a great band, a great band, and the majorettes, and oh, it's just a lot of fun. And then you have the I don't know if the Tigers still outside. They had one that passed away, so I don't think they got a they must have got a replacement by now. But Wait, right Mike the Tiger, the right? Is Was it Mike? Mike? Mike the Tiger? Yes, yeah. Mike the Tiger. I'm not sure which number it is, but Mike the Tiger outside the stadium. Uh, and it's just a great venue. I, I really enjoy being down in Benton. It's a different kind of city, of course. And uh, I, I've told this story too before, but one year they had the tiger in the cage right on the field, which they normally do. And, of course, it's right there at the entrance when Alabama comes out of the tunnel. And the player, they didn't care. Even though it was in the cage, they didn't care nothing about walking by the tiger. And Coach Bryant turned and looked at his team and said, oh, he didn't look that tough to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's one of the things we love about having you on AP. Stories like that. Yeah. That's a classic. Oh, I've never heard that one before. <laughs> and, that's, uh, and that's from a man who wrestled the bear and earned a right. name. So there's a, a bear walking around in Arkansas calling himself Paul Bryant. <laughs> exactly. Yes. That story I had heard. And that's a famous one as well. But uh, I love that. Well, maybe Nick Saban will be saying the same thing. Um, probably so. That's a. That's a line that would work any time for any game uh, to pump up your players, to say the least. Uh, that's a great story. Way well, P, hard to believe we're at the end of our segment here. Uh, still a few more things to get to on the other side, and we'll do that after this break. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we're talking public land elk hunting, calling tips, locating the secret spots bulls love, calipers that fill the freezer, ammunition that performs, and more. Joining us is Mitch Petrie, Vice President of Programming for Outdoor Sportsman Group, and Steve West of Steve's Outdoor Adventures. Jim and Trav's Elk Quest 2018 is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Let's hunt. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel have you had a chance to check out voice america's online magazine and blog if you love our hosts and shows check out articles that give an even deeper perspective plus topics about health and fitness movie reviews philosophy business tips and tactics spirituality positive thought current events and even more about your favorite hosts it's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com that's blog.voiceamerica.com the voice america press blog all access all the time your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is, of course, the LSU-Alabama game on Saturday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, with a close second, uh, the Packers, Green Bay Packers, are coming to Gillette Stadium to play the Patriots this coming Sunday night, the night after the LSU-Bama game. And uh, that, that just it's matching up Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Nothing more need be said. Uh, so that'll be a great weekend for uh, football fans, to put it mildly. And uh, it should be great. But AP, speaking of great weekends, had a couple great games uh over the weekend specifically, or one really classic ending, which was Kentucky literally winning walk-off at Missouri when there was pass interference on the last play of the game. Of course, game can end on a defensive penalty, and boom, Kentucky scored to setting up their massive rematch this Saturday with Georgia for basically the SEC East Championship, correct? Yes, yeah, it'll be the uh, SEC uh, Eastern Division Championship. Uh, Kentucky, uh, the Wildcats, you know, they can run the football, but teams have found out that Benny Snell, if you can stop him, you can really slow down that offense. So the quarterback, uh, he made an excellent drive in the last minute or so and gave his team a chance to win. They ended up getting down near the goal line on the last play. They threw it to the receivers about six foot seven inches, and there was an interference call. So they had in, in the end zone. So they had one more play on the two yard line. They hit the the tight end on a little out pattern on the left side, hit him right between the numbers. Walk off touchdown. Kentucky stays alive. Uh, I think they're seven and one now, John. I think that's re- correct. So the big uh, John, I can't remember a game being this big in Lexington, probably. Since the, I'm going to say the 70s, when they had Derek Ramsey and Art Still in that gang. Oh yeah. Uh, I think Fran Kirsty was the coach. Maybe 1977, something like that. They won 11 and one, I believe it was. So the folks in Lexington, that will be the hottest ticket in many, many decades, and they have a chance because they play good defense. They have at least I've heard four NFL prospects uh, led by Josh Allen. The, 
hybrid linebacker defensive end. He's six foot five, about two hundred fifty pounds. Uh, you know, Georgia, they can have their moments where the quarterback looks great, and other times he's missing receivers. But uh, Kentucky's in a fabulous position hosting the Bulldogs this Saturday, 2.30 p.m. Central Time on CBS. So uh, they have a good chance to win that game. I don't know if they have enough offense, if the Bulldogs are hot that day, because, as I said, you can – make them very one-dimensional by shutting down Benny Snell Jr. Yes, uh, absolutely. He, of course, is the is related to Matt Snell, the famous yes. running back for the New York Jets who had a wonderful Super Bowl three and perhaps the most important uh, game in National Football League history, Super Bowl three, when the Jets upset the Colts uh, right, right at the time of the merger. So that's right, some serious right. bloodlines there, AP, to put it mildly. Yeah, I'd say the Snells absolutely. know how to play in big games. Absolutely. Super Bowl three. Matt Snell had the lone touchdown for the Jets in that, Correct. that contest with the Colts. And that's his uh, great nephew, I believe, from in uh, Benny Snell Jr. He's from Westerville, Ohio, if I can recall. And, of course, Matt Snell played at Ohio State for Woody Hayes. Wow. Great history there, to say the least. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And AP, we also had another, uh, you know, pretty interesting game, uh, to say the least. Well, first of all, let's just touch quickly on the uh, what set up Georgia and Kentucky this weekend, uh, which was Georgia beating Florida uh, yep. in Jacksonville, the world's largest cocktail party, as it's known. And they, they did some really interesting stuff, you know, that I just hadn't quite thought of it before even though it's always been a neutral side game jacksonville's on the georgia border but you know they really like talked about it and someone compared it to of course the famous oklahoma texas neutral side game every year in dallas at the state fair at the cotton bowl but yeah so uh that was a great game to watch and uh georgia looked good Florida's a very good team, uh, but Georgia took care of business, and 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 here they are, headed to uh, to play Kentucky. So, what a doubleheader for the SEC, right? AP, pretty much the SEC East and SEC West, to a large degree, will likely be settled by the time we all go to bed on Saturday night. Yeah, John, if you had tried to dream of the weekend where the doubleheader on CBS would involve the championship in the Eastern Division and then the Western Division, you would have never envisioned Georgia, Kentucky, right. Alabama, LSU. It's just, exactly. I mean, that, that hasn't been in the minds of many uh, people for very for a long, very long time. A couple of weeks, tops. I mean, you know, last August, right. nobody would have said that. Uh, as the seasons no. moved along, you know, people started to, it was really about the end of September when people started to say, hmm, we could have something here, but lo and behold, for them to fall on the exact same day uh, and night is going to be a lot of fun. And and speaking of night, there was an interesting night game on Saturday night, which, of course, was Texas and Oklahoma State. Uh, and at the end of the game, which Oklahoma State uh, won, was, you know, a dust-up. Started on uh, the victory formation play, but then involved both yes. coaches, Mike Gundy and Tom Herman, running out onto the fields, keeping their players apart, what have you, and carried over into the press conferences where, of course, Tom Herman said it was all good, and, and they both they did have a nice handshake before they left the field, uh, although they seemed to be arguing with each other on the field. And then, uh, yeah, I mean... Tom Herman was under the impression that Gundy had things to say to his players, which Gundy apparently did not or told him he did not. But then Mike Gundy, you know, he of the famous I'm a man press conference <laughs> of years ago uh, added a second to his uh, list of press conferences that will live forever when he kind of went off on Twitter. Not kind of. He did go off on Twitter and. Uh, it was just classic stuff. Again, this will live forever the way his I'm a man press conference has still lives to this day and always will. 
So he's a fascinating guy, to put it mildly. Uh, but a fascinating ending in postgame to that game for sure. Yeah, John, it's ironic, uh, ironic, of course, that he mentioned Twitter. Of course, he, yeah. he was all over Twitter after, that, after those comments. And all the coaches, John, this is the way the young people communicate. So you have to be connected. You have to be engaged, even though some of them disdain that medium. But that, that's what it is in today's world, Twitter and to some degree Facebook and other things, Instagram. So whether you like it or not, uh, and I say you and all the coaches uh, involved in college athletics and other other areas of sports, if you want to, to be uh, have that person interested in your program, you better know what's going on when it comes to their different social media accounts. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's the world we live in that needs to be accepted by all. There's no turning back, to say the least. And, uh, you, you know, from Twitter to selfies, it's just that's the, you know, the way it is with the new generation. Uh, if you don't have a selfie, did it really happen? <laughs> you know, it, it's with younger people, it's really at that point, obviously. And, uh, you know, um, as seen on the streets of Boston and whatnot last night with, you know, everybody capturing the celebrations and whatnot going on after the Red Sox won the World Series. It's a way of life. It's part of life. And uh, everybody needs to adapt. But AP, hard to believe. We're uh, at the end of the show. Great, great uh, perspective from you today. All I can say is enjoy Saturday night. At LSU, Alabama, it should be just be awesome. I'm sure it's going to be special. I have no doubts. Yeah, I look forward to it, John. Thank you so much for having me on the show today, and we'll have a lot to talk about next next Monday. No doubt about it, AP. And thanks again. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And we'll talk sports again next week.